G'day everybody, <clears throat> my name is uh, Amin Reina, I'm an investment coach here at uh, Sage Investors and welcome to another edition of Stock Talk, where we talk about all things investing and, and the stock market. Today, uh, if you take a look at the market today, Apple is uh, kind of in the news, they're uh, kind of taking it in the pants, stock's down like 5%, uh, reporting their earnings yesterday, uh, you know, a, a beat on uh, profits, but uh, uh, the revenue number's uh, a little bit soft, and uh, it's got a lot of hand wringing going out in the market. And I uh, thought about today, I would talk a little, put a little, <clears throat> put some context into some of the rumblings that you're hearing by the analysts and uh, uh, prognosticators and the pundits uh, who know everything about the kind of Apple. And uh, a few things kind of jump out to me. Uh, one is just looking at the numbers, and uh, it's interesting that. Uh, they sold like 75 million iPhones last quarter, and apparently all the analysts uh, just think that's not enough. 75 million, like let's put that in the context, 75 million phones. Like I live in Canada, and we got about, what, 32 million people here? So that's almost like two phones for every person that lives in this country. 75 million phones, and I remember like if you go back three or four years ago, um, when the stock was in the downdraft or was having a hard time, they were selling 45 million phones at that time. And they said that was, and the analysts were just pounding on it, saying, you know, that's just not acceptable. And now they're selling 75 million phones. They've almost like literally like, like one and a half times more than the, what they were before in the supposed down, uh, downdraft. So, you know, put context, a lot of times we get so focused on the numbers that we just just take a look at the numbers for what they are, and it's just incredible, incredible amount of performance. A lot of companies would kill sell 75 million of anything, um, let alone phones. Other thing that jumps out is it's just the amount of cash, the cash in the bank. It's about 216 billion dollars. Like they could just go out. I believe they can go out and buy every professional sports team in North America and still have like 70 billion dollars left over for chump change. Maybe go out and buy Twitter. Um, contacts. The, the company is just continuing to generate ridiculous amounts of cash. It's just the ultimate, ultimate cash cow. And uh, you know, when you see a stock, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know about it the way you hear people talking about the stock today. Um, so numbers, always put the numbers in context. That, uh, sometimes you just get so immersed in that, in the number part, that uh, we forget about, okay, this is like fantastic, that's unbelievable performance um, by any kind of company. Other thing I want to talk about a little bit is about um, one of the things we get into a trap and a habit and fall in the trap of is we fall in love with the company and then we kind of extrapolate to mean that we got to go buy the stock. And a lot of times just because the company is really well run, well managed and delivers products that we love, like you know Apple, I got all kinds, I got all things Apple, I'm talking to, a, I'm talking to an iPhone right now. Um, and a lot of times that doesn't mean you go out and buy the stock. And I know Peter Lynch is a big advocate, invest in what you love, invest in what you know. But a lot of times when you do that, you kind of, emotion is kind of driving that decision, uh, decision making uh, factor. So uh, kind of take that into context that, uh, that there should be a separation between uh, um, between you know, looking at the company and looking at the stock. And a lot of times when I'm looking at companies, uh, there's a lot of great, well-run companies out there, but then when I start looking at the valuation, I go, oh, maybe I won't buy it now, or maybe I won't look at it now, I'll put it on a list and wait for the stock to come back. Um, finally, uh, I guess the other thing uh, really that jumps out to me is sort of, uh, Apple's been a classic textbook example of sort of 
um, what drives our behaviors. As human beings, we want to be associated with the winning team, with the cool factor, with cool products, cool people, cool ideas. And Apple over the last five, ten years has been sort of that it company. Like we want to be around that halo, around that action of uh, you know that that ecosystem. And uh, what happens is, like any other company that happens that organically develops, is sometimes you know what you just don't become the end. You just don't become the it company anymore. Um, all companies go through ebbs and flows, but uh, unfortunately Wall Street and uh, Bay Street prefer companies to be going shh like that. And uh, that just doesn't work out that way. And sometimes companies just have to catch a breath, catch a deep breath. So uh, that's just another factor you need to be mindful of is when you're looking at companies, it's just not always chasing the glorious, sexy kind of stock. Um, a lot of times boring, mundane companies are just as great at creating long-term value than, than the it kind of companies. Um, <clears throat> and finally, I guess the other thing was building on the, my previous uh, Stock Talk uh, episode about experts is uh, you're going to see a lot of experts uh, showing up uh, today in the next little while kind of just starting to say how Apple has lost its way, kind of, we're going to see that lost its way, it's not unable to innovate properly, they're going to start poo-pooing the iWatch, and uh, a lot of times when you start hearing people start, you know, slamming a stock or slamming a company, that's usually the time when you want to start doing some due diligence on the company and actually dig down into those numbers and into the sentiment of the company and see of the stock and see if it's worth uh, worth holding on to, if it's actually a, there's a buying opportunity and there's value in it. So uh, just it's an important factor when you're framing that decision is we have all these biases coming coming at us that are kind of going to cloud our judgment. So I'm just saying, um, listen to the experts what they're going to say about Apple, but uh, take it into a little bit of context and take the numbers into a bit of context and step back a little bit. Um, because uh, in a time where a company might get uh, in a downdraft, it actually might be an opportunity to start doing some more deeper due diligence. And I did this like uh, about four years ago when Apple was getting kicked in the pants and uh, you know people saying the company couldn't innovate. And when you know, the company was selling 45 million phones, generating incredible returns on capital. You know, it only had 100 billion in the bank, but 100 billion bank is like again, companies would kill to have that kind of access to capital. And uh, sure enough, uh, they changed their reconfigured some of their products and uh, they caught an upwind. And so that's just how that's how um, uh, stocks evolve. And it's just important on days like this when you're seeing a company getting you know taking a hit. When you're looking at the fundamentals of the business and it looks pretty solid still, um, you've got to put that in context. Context is really important. So that's all I wanted to share with you today. Um, if you have any uh, questions, you feel free to uh, give me a shout uh, through my website, www.sageinvestors.ca, or uh, through my Twitter handle, at Sage Investors. Um, you, can, you can DM me, and uh, if that's something you want me to uh, chat about, talk about, I'm happy to uh, put something out there, and uh, look forward to hearing from you. So uh, it's been another edition of Stock Talk. Uh, my name is Amin Reina from Sage Investors, and uh, we'll catch you again another time.